Hello, welcome back to Q-Tips, the special feature from the Video Store Junkies podcast where we offer you eight hand-picked recommendations for what to watch on streaming this weekend on all of your favorite streaming services. And just a reminder, this podcast is 100% free. A lot of the streaming services we recommend stuff on are also free. This It's all free, guys. This is like literally the best deal in the history of humanity since the dawn of time. This is probably the best deal you, were, you will ever find. So tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell everyone. Speaking of moms, uh, Paul, what uh, what do you have to suggest for your mom to watch this weekend? Because oh. I've heard she didn't actually talk to you. She doesn't take your calls, but she just listens <laughs> to the podcast. So she does. This, is, this is your only way of communicating with her. So if you want to tell her that you love her, now's, the, now's your chance. Yeah, I have to speak in code then. No, actually, uh, so the the one I have this weekend is uh, it's is Adaptation from 2002. And I'm sitting there going, holy fuck. It was 20 years ago. I have a hard time believing this, but adaptation, uh, 2002, it's on HBO max, uh, directed by Spike Jones. And it is, uh, written by Charlie Kaufman and, um, his, uh, his twin brother, Donald. And, uh, it is so basically Charlie Kaufman. I don't know if you're familiar, he's a screenwriter and director and he was in real life. He was the, um, uh, tasked with adapting this nonfiction book, The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean, which is about a guy who steals orchids from, uh, I guess, the Everglades. And uh, he was tasked with writing a book of this, a film of this. He's like, how the hell do I write a, a you know, a, a, a narrative film about this book? And so uh, he ends up, the the story of the movie is him and his brother Donald trying to adapt the book The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean into a movie, and they end up writing themselves into the script. It stars Nicolas Cage as Charlie Kaufman and his um, uh, brother Donald, and uh, Meryl Streep as Susan Orlean, and Chris Cooper as, I don't know what, the, the name of the guy who was actually The Orchid Thief. And Chris Cooper won an Oscar for, I think, Best Supporting Actor that year. It's got Tilda Swinton. It is... It is in, very interesting. Uh, Charlie Kaufman and his um, twin brother uh, were actually nominated for an Oscar, and I think they won some screenwriting awards for the screenplay on this. It's it's pretty great. Um, it, it Charlie Kaufman stuff does tend to get a little weird, and this one certainly does. Um, but it's it's a uh, I like it a lot. So uh, that said, I will toss this over to Bill. Mulligan. Actually, I actually want to interject real quick. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, a totally, totally random tangent. Never actually read The Orchid Thief. Actually, never read any Susan Orlean. Uh, but somehow I started following her on Twitter. She's a good follow. She uh, she drunk posts a lot, so you should follow her. That's all I got. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's great. Well, I my recommendation is a series that's on Amazon, which is not free. But it's a Reacher which is uh, based on a series of novels by Lee Child and was made into a movie starring Tom Cruise. But the thing you got to know about Reacher, as this character, Jack Reacher, is that he is six foot five and uh, basically looks like an Olympian god descended to <laughs> Earth. Literally every scene begins with him walking into a place and people talking about how freaking big he is. So he walks into a tailor. <laughs> And the guy says, I don't have enough material to make you a shirt. And 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 he's heard it all before because he is just like godlike. Six foot five, not five foot six. 
So uh, Tom Cruise bought the rights to this. It's you know great series, lots of good stuff, and insisted that he play the character. And look, I'm not going to slag on Cruise. He's a he's a good actor. He's obviously a very smart actor uh, because he keeps getting himself attached to properties. We'll forget about the Mummy for the moment. But this was <laughs> just ludicrous, and everyone who who loved these books were just like aghast. Lee Child says, no, no, it was fine, it was fine, which is what you say when you're a writer, and they give you a bucket load of money to adapt your books. Um, if anything I ever write is is uh, badly adapted by Hollywood, I'm not going to say shit. As long as that uh, check clears, the book's fine, it's sitting on the shelf, no problem and everything. So this, however, they got it right. I, 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 this, this guy, Alan uh, Richson, um, apparently from uh i don't know asgard or mount olympus wherever they found this guy he he you know totally fits the part and he's a pretty good actor this is this is like mary sue stuff for guys um he's the man everyone wishes they were um just good stuff and, and you know he's laconic he he has no record he just comes into town if he needs a change of clothes he buys a change of clothes he doesn't have a suitcase every male fantasy that you're just gonna like oh, i'm quitting everything and just wandering the earth like Cain. and you wander into town and there's people who have a problem and uh you try to help their problem but then they make you angry and you turn to the incredible hulk no wait that well that's basically the premise of every you know everything since the fugitive but it really works well. It's a fun series, um, good stuff, good fight scenes. Um, so, guys, if you've been like being forced to watch rom coms or something, it's payback time. So, I like it a lot. Reacher's pretty good. I'm glad they renewed it for a new season. And I will throw this to Renee. Well, hello. I have a pretty good recommendation for you guys. <laughs> and I have to, I feel like I have to say that now compared to what I've given you recently. So my oh. recommendation <laughs> is 1408. And it is a, it's a kind of a psychological horror film. It is based on a Stephen King short story. It stars John Cusack. And he's an author who goes around and writes uh, essentially like ghost stories, but he goes, he debunks everything. He just tries to debunk everything. And that's kind of his thing. So he checks into this hotel that is notoriously haunted. And the hotel manager, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, tries to talk him out of it, but John Cusack will not be dissuaded, and uh, he's, he's going to stay the night in that room, for, for better or for worse, and we will take that journey with him. So uh, it's a very good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Sam Jackson and John Cusack have um, some pretty good chemistry. They did another movie together called Cell. I do not recommend that. So please, you know, if you maybe watch a review of the movie. Um, and just leave that one alone. But 1408, it is available on uh, Tubi and Tubi, Pluto, Plex, and Roku. And I will pass this over to you, Zach. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was actually going to mention that you will, if you look up 1408, you'll see the trivia about Cell. And you should, it's free on Tubi, not even worth the price of free. Um, interesting enough, Cell also has Owen Teague in it. Um, it's been in a couple of other King stuff, but either way, fourteen oh eight, great movie. Definitely second that recommendation. So my first recommendation is actually I think something that I had recommended uh, back uh, last year before the series was actually over. But I'm just going to kind of reiterate this one because in case you missed that episode, you might be missing out on one of the best 
new, I was, well, maybe best new television shows, actually just one of the best television shows, period, of last year. I'm talking about Reservation Dogs, which is available on Hulu. And this one is about a kind of group of Native American kids who are living in, on a reservation in Oklahoma. And it's kind of about that there will like the underlying plot there is that they're trying to like save up money to kind of get out and go to California. But uh, it's it's one of those shows that it's got a lot of heart, but don't let that scare you away from it because it's actually like it's got a lot of like authentic heart. Uh, there's the, the kids who kind of star in it. I haven't really seen them in any, anything else, but they're all really great. So there are a lot of like new actors that uh, I, I was really impressed by. Also, a lot of actors that I was kind of familiar with. Uh, Gary Farmer is in there, and also uh, uh, Zon McLarnon, who's been in a bunch of stuff. Zon McLarnon usually plays, like, really scary dudes. Like, he usually plays, like, an assassin. If anyone's seen Fargo uh, Season 2, he was really, really scary in that show. Uh, but this one, he's actually really funny. So, uh, also, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's an actor named Dallas Goldtooth who plays the spirit. Uh, not the not the comic book character, but he. I'm not going to say any more about him. He's probably. I love so many things about the show, but he's probably my fa favorite thing. I will not say anything else. But if you watch it, you will quickly find out what I was talking about. So, yep, that one's on Hulu. You can catch the entire. Uh, I guess the entire first season. I say that I don't actually know if there's going to be a second season, but so it's either the first season or you can catch the entire series. But hopefully there will be more. So, so I'll throw this back over to Paul for his second recommendation. Well, I, I want to uh, second <laughs> the, uh, the your recommendation for Reservation Dogs because yeah, it's it's pretty great. I enjoyed it quite a bit. My second regular recommendation is well, it's Charlie Kaufman again, but this time directing and writing. It's a uh, 2020s I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which is currently showing on Netflix. That's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, basically, you have. Uh, Jesse Buckley plays a young woman who is going to visit her boyfriend's family, and her boyfriend is played by Jesse Plemons, who I swear, I always thought he looked like the, as if uh, uh, Matt Damon and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman had a child. But, oh my uh, god. Oh my god. <laughs> but don't you think? Don't, am, <laughs> I, am, I, am, I, am I mistaken? Nope. No. Can't unsee so, it. Oh so my they god. Go to, they go to visit his parents, played by Tony Collette and David Thewlis, or Thewlis. I, I, Again, second week in a row with him, and I don't know. Thulis. 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 And um, it is uh, prime Charlie Kaufman, very bizarre, very strange, gets definitely surreal. Um, there are, I think a good portion of the film is it's two or three really long sequences. We're talking probably like 15, 20 minutes long of people riding in cars, having discussions. But there's a lot more to it than that. When you first watch it, you're like, this whole movie is just them riding in a car, but it it fits. It works really well. Um, be open to it. Uh, it's it's like I said. It's sort of prime Charlie Kaufman. He likes to do kind of weird things, and uh, that's uh, I can't say it's the the world's uh, uh, you know the feel good movie of the year, but it's 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 pretty cool. So that's I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix, and uh, I'll pass it back to Bill Mulligan. Hey. Okay, so my second recommendation, we're going back to 1960, the day, year of my birth, and it's Mill of the Stone Women. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, great one. I think it was Italy's first color horror movie. It's absolutely gorgeous. 
very reminiscent of a Mario Bava film, but it wasn't made by Mario Bava. It just looks like it was. They they just had great craftsmanship back then. The director who did this didn't really do a whole lot of good stuff, but this is this is great. It's about a uh, creepy guy with a beautiful daughter, and isn't that always the way? If you meet a mysterious, beautiful woman, at least one or both of her parents are going to be nuts. And he makes a, a carousel in a windmill full of wax figures of historical women. Now, if you can't figure out the ending of this movie ten minutes into it, you've never seen a movie about a wax museum. Basic rule is this. Wax figures. Oh, the outside might be wax, but in the crunchy center, it's pretty much all... Well, I don't want to give anything away if you're one of those people who can't figure it out. And it's it's just scrumptious looking. Look, it's a 1960s horror movie, so... You know, there's a lot of exposition and a lot of the characters taking forever to figure out what you figured out in the first 10 minutes because you're no chump. But a great ending. Um, I, I just love stuff like this. This would get shown late, late, late at night. And it was just creepy. Some of these wax figures are real scary looking. Um, and if, I, you know, I haven't seen it in a while, so I, I, I want to see. The other problem with wax figure movies is that they're often played by actual people who are trying hard to stand still with no success. I think this one was kind of unique, and I think they used actual wax figures. Um, so they actually, you know, it didn't just look like people trying to be shields and Yarnell, and uh, everyone can go down to Wikipedia and try to look up that reference. So, yeah, <laughs> Mill of the Stone Woman, good stuff. A uh, little old school, but fun, fun, fun. And I throw it off to Renee. Well, hello again. So I have a fun little recommendation for you. It's in honor of something that I got myself for Valentine's Day. And no, it's not what you guys are thinking. It is a story of a sweet, sweet little puppet. Well, actually a group of sweet little puppets. And their uh, their maker, um, his name is Andre, Andre Toulon. And he just, yeah, yeah. He discovers this power where he can, This actually, it's sort of like a potion where he can, you know, I, essentially sort of transfer souls to these puppets. And it's, it's got, you know, there's adventure, there's romance, there's Nazis. One thing there isn't, though, is excessive boobs. Honestly, I don't even know if I saw a single boob in this movie, which is really... Oh. Yeah, Are you for, it? well, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, because typically full moon is just full of boobs. So um, unfortunately, I don't have that for you in this movie, but it is quite wonderful. And uh, I do recommend it. And it, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a, it's very entertaining. Um, and there's a whole franchise. So if you like it, you can just go just watch this for days. Um, it is available on Tubi, Fubo, Showtime, DirecTV, and Spectrum On Demand. And again, that is Puppet Master. And I will throw this back again to Zach. Oh, boy. Well, my final recommendation for this weekend. You know, all the kids are talking about the new Spider-Man movie. I haven't seen that. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fine. But uh, you know what? Spider-Man, X-Men, what are the, I don't know, Doctor Strange... Marvel man, what are I don't even know what some of that. I, I don't follow comics, but uh, I do know that they're all fine, but they're also kind of lame and for babies. So I'm going to recommend a Marvel film that is not lame and for babies, and that is the really kind of the first Marvel film of the modern era, or at least the first one that wasn't just a complete pile of shit. I'm talking about yep. 1998's Blade, starring yep. 
Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, Chris Christopherson, and Donald Logue, and Udo Kier. Uh, and hey. okay, I guess I should also in Bushy Wright, uh, who sadly was not in the sequel, so I hate all the sequels. But anyways, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I like all, I like the new Marvel movies, but I actually still genuinely believe that this is still like the best Marvel adaptation ever. I just rewatched it a few months ago for the first time in probably, I don't know, a good decade or so. And it holds up phenomenally well. So uh, get ready, you know, watch this in preparation because they are making a new Blade film. Apparently Wesley Snipes has kind of given his blessing, which is nice, but I have a feeling, I don't know, I I have a feeling they're not going to top this one. Bill, did you have something to say? Oh, no, I I agree with you on all points. It's a great movie. It's a great vampire movie. It's a great Blade movie. Uh, Blade 2 is good, too, but... um despite being Guillermo del Toro, I prefer the first one. There was, there was, it was a shock how good it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really I, I don't know. Yeah. I have, I have some issues with, with the second one. Uh, mostly that they just totally, I don't think they even mentioned the Karen Jensen character who uh, I really loved. And they also, uh, they undo one of the pivotal plot points from the first film, which I'm not going to spoil it in case, you know, people haven't seen it, but um, you know, all three of them are currently streaming on HBO max. Uh, now I say all three because yeah, there is there is a third one. I think I think uh, I think we can all agree that that one's probably you know if you got to watch more than one, you can probably stop at two. But uh, yeah, yeah, so it's Blade. It's on HBO Max right now. It's a it's a great film. You know, go revisit it. If, or if for some reason you were too young to see it when it came out and you haven't watched it because uh, you've been caught up in the uh, you know all the MCU films, that's a great time to uh, rediscover that movie. So. I think that does it. Uh, you know, I didn't actually mention it at the top, but these all all of these recommendations were for the weekend of March 11th, 2022. So all the stuff should be streaming this weekend. And if you're listening to this episode far in the future, well, maybe not. I don't know. Go mm-hmm. look it up. Um, cool. Does anyone have anything else before we uh, we sign off for the night? Does anybody have a song lined up? I sure do. If you no do? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll let you go then. Right. I had I had nice. like a, a, a fallback if we needed to. No, but yeah, I got go it. For it. All right. Well, we're have a have a great night, everyone. Uh have a wonderful weekend. Uh, you know, enjoy this uh beautiful spring weather. I don't know if you know some places are probably having spring weather. I know I am. But uh and we're gonna sign off. We're gonna go out on the blade theme song. And as always, here's a recap of all the movies that we recommended for the weekend of March 11th, 2022. Bill recommended Reacher on Amazon and Mill of the Stone Women on Shudder, AMC+, Spectrum On Demand, Arrow Video Player, and Flix Fling. Paul recommended I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix and Adaptation on HBO Max. Renee recommended 1408, currently playing on Tubi, Pluto, Plex, and the Roku channel, and Puppet Master, currently available on Tubi, Fubo, Showtime, DirecTV, and Spectrum On Demand. And I recommended Reservation Dogs, currently playing on Hulu, and Blade, currently playing on HBO Max. (laughs) 